Welcome back to Rank Things with Levi. Had a lot of fun uh, doing recording this show with Justin Rich, uh, maybe the only man in the world who's traveled more uh, than I have. Uh, we rank the best airlines, um, and uh, I think both of us are actually qualified to do this, unlike my normal shows. Um, so yeah, this was really good. Uh, Justin does have a couple recommendations and plugs after. Uh, but we have Forrest after Justin uh, back for another hot sports take, which was a very sad and frustrating conversation for me. Um, so if you want to hear what human anguish and despair sounds like, then stick around for the hot sports take. Let me know if you want to rank anything. Justin did bring this idea to me, and I thought it was really, really great, and that's why we did it. Uh, I'd love to have you on the show, and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to Justin and Forrest for coming on. And here is Airlines with Justin Leach. All right. Tonight on the show, we have my good longtime friend, Justin Reich. Uh, this is super fun to do this with you, Justin. This is your idea to do Airlines. I thought it was so great for you to bring it up because definitely I think we both, people make fun of, not make fun of, people call both of us out for traveling a lot. So if anyone is going to get together to rank the airlines. It's going to be me and you. So thanks for coming on the show, Justin. It's good to be here, Levi, and definitely our topic for sure. <laughs> this is our topic. We own this. So we uh, we've known each other a long time. We used to go to the same uh, ecclesia or church at Simi Hills, and um, and I was your teacher once at CHS. Famously bad at that. Um, but yeah, now we both spend our time uh, by you know looking at airfares and and buying uh, plane trips. Where did you go uh, most recently? My most recent trip was up to Seattle, Washington okay. last weekend for oh, CYC weekend. That's fun. <laughs> and what do you got planned coming up? And in April for three weeks, I'm going to Switzerland for four days and then Israel. Oh, wow. Cool. After that for a couple weeks. So you booked your flights for that? Yeah. Yeah. On that topic, we decided to not include any international flights. Now that is because a we don't fly them that often. I mean, we we both fly, flown some, but b they're really totally not comparable. Or in, you know the actual experience because I don't know my experience flying international is it's usually way nicer. Yeah, um, maybe maybe what the rest of the world expects out of plane travel is nicer too. But our our international flights are uh, are a way better experience. Definitely. Um, what kind of what international you went to Australia? Who'd you fly to go down there? I flew Virgin Australia. Yeah, which was pretty sweet, I imagine. Yeah, it was yeah, a nice airline. I've flown British Airways to England, which was beautiful. Um, we flew China Southern, flew China Southern to China, which was actually really nice. I've done a couple of the Emirates, like Emirates Airways and Qatar, Air Qatar, which were unreal. Um, very different than our experience, you know, going through TSA and all that. Oh, yeah, the airports are so different, too. <laughs> so... Um, so we're going to do top five, but first, before, before we do that, we wanted to kind of uh, do a, uh, an honorable mention section, which is actually just the worst airline, just so right off the bat. What was your, I think we picked the same one, what was your worst airline? Well, by far, that would be Spirit. Yeah. What do you not like about Spirit? Spirit is deceiving in a sense. You may think it's cheaper, and it can be, but then you have to pay for everything on top of your ticket. If you're not careful, but you still pay, it's so like a carry-on. You pay, you choose a seat, you pay. Right. It's cramped. Right. And a lot of the time, when you fly them or friends fly them, they're either delayed 
or canceled. Okay, so I have never actually booked a Spirit flight. I did list it at last just because the booking on the website is so annoying. Like to be, to have, even just be asked all the time, do you want all these things is way too frustrating. I usually just end up going to one of the other that's on my list. Um, have you ever flown it though? I myself haven't. You have not? Yeah, <laughs> okay. So that's what I've heard from everybody else. Well, that's funny that we, <laughs> we even both hate it. We, we both list it as our, uh, as our most unpopular airline. But now the other thing too is things have gotten better is that like, like some airlines used to be really bad that I think have gotten better and just air travel has actually gotten better. Um, another point is I was just, I just read an article. So I know this, I know this is accurate, although I'm not going to cite the article that, uh, this is the historically cheapest time to ever fly. So if you adjust for inflation right now, like 2018 and now 2019 is the cheapest ever time to, to book air travel, which is interesting just by power of the dollar. I guess that would make sense, yeah, because my international flights for next month weren't too oh, yeah. much. Well, I just saw in the LA Times this morning, you could get, if you fly, there's a specific deal with Norwegian. If you fly from, uh, in the first week of April, it was $380 round trip to Rome. Whoa. LAX to Rome, $380 round trip. I mean, that's insane. That's um, crazy. And the other thing I know, and this is anecdotal, but I started dating Jess in 2007, 2008, 2007, and... Uh, I was flying back to New Jersey, which is a common route for us now today still, and it's the same dollar price. The dollar price has not changed since 2007, hmm. which is just not true and for many other things. It's probably more the international flights that they're... Oh, way lower. Yeah, yeah way lower. And, and I think that's lower. due to competition, too. There's so many budget international airlines, kind of like what we talked about, even though there, you know, there's so many nice, nice ones. There's also some, uh, some budget ones that have come in. Um, all right, let's do it. So we'll do uh, top five. Uh, why don't you start with your number five? So my number five would be United Airlines. Mm -hmm. It's hard because I don't really want to have them on the list because of the amount of problems, but they're easy to fly just because they go all over the place. So they do happen to be list and just because I've flown them a lot. Right. But every time I fly United, there's always a nightmare of some sort, whether it's delayed or cancellation. Um, it was the one time I flew United back from Ontario, like late Sunday and there was construction at LAX. So they delayed it Oh, and then they delayed it again. They delayed it like five times. So like five hours of delays. And finally at the end, they come up and say, your flight is canceled. We put too much fuel on the plane. How is that possible? Like, how's that possible? <laughs> Take that. some off. They're like, oh, it's damaging to the plane. I'm like. Wouldn't you have known that before the delays, though? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, thinking about this, I mean, there's the big three, right? United, American, and Delta. And it's tough to rank them, but like you're saying, I think because you also do need to include them just because of availability. Um, I have United higher, uh, which we'll get to it, but that's because also that's my credit card affiliation, so I get treated a little nicer, which I think then makes it something I like more. But also... And I'll mention this a couple of times. Most of my ranking really goes down to the LAX Newark uh, route because I fly that three, four times a year, or we, do, or one of us does. Um, so I just have so much experience with that with that specific route. Yeah. Um, my number five is American, kind of for the same reason. I, I, you, you just have to fly it. I feel like you have to if you if you travel a lot. You eventually, and if you if you're shopping by price, you're gonna you're gonna end up on one of the big three: American, Delta, or United. Um, 
And uh, but but I feel like American do doesn't invest as much in planes. I think they have a lot of older planes. That's why it's kind of lower on my list. What's your number four? My number four happens to be American. Right. Okay. Well, my number four um. is United. So, <laughs> so we flip those two. Just because I haven't had as many problems with American, but they are one that I still do have problems with. They boost themselves. I probably would have put them below United, mm -hmm. but I did get a free upgrade to first class last week. Oh, wow. Flying to Seattle. Oh, so that is sweet. Two and a half hours first class because they, they, the seats were full. Yeah. Why I got first class, I don't know, but I noticed that when I was walking onto the onto the plane i'm like oh first class seat one f sweet sweet wow so you, they didn't even tell you you just got it yeah wow that's weird i feel like they should tell you because they should at least like get the brownie points like we're american we're great we gave you a first class seat. no it's like my ticket was row 14 whatever 15 and then i looked again and it changed to row one so it's like wow just like suddenly changed man it must be nice to be you uh what the, well so my number four like i said was united uh i kind of just gave the reasons we get to board in the second group I understand it. That's the other thing. I feel like if you fly one airline a lot, you start to just understand its uniqueness because they're all they're all similar, but they all have their own little special rules and tricks and stuff. Um, so yeah, I fly United. I, I think it's tied again tied to my credit card. I follow like a specific United blogger guy that you know tells me the tricks. So that's why that's really why my it's why it's my number four. But that's the last of my big three. So I actually left Delta off my list. Uh, I just felt like it was worth saying. Uh, but what? But it, it, what's your uh, number uh, three? My number three is tough to choose between two of the major ones, but I went with Southwest. Oh, okay. Because um, I, I do have a credit card with them, so yeah. I do have a lot of points. Yeah. Um, and certain destinations are just really easy to fly. I yeah. fly a lot to Washington. Um, yeah. NorCal. Right. Texas, and they just they have a lot of flights going back and forth between. Yeah, I like some Burbank, and I like the no no fee for your bag. And Very nice. Choosing yeah. your seat, so if yep. you are twenty four hours on the dot, basically, right, you'll get you'll probably get boarding group A. And yes, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk about Southwest coming up on mine. I have my number three is Sun Country, which is a super small airline. We fly it just to Minnesota when we go to Minnesota. Which is kind of a tie-in to last <laughs> my last episode when I said Minnesota is my favorite state. Uh, Sun Country is very nice. It's kind of modeled like it, it, it basically feels like Southwest, but they have a science seating. Um, other than that, it's it, very very small. A every flight goes in or out of Minnesota, of uh, MSP or Minneapolis. So if LA just happens to be one of their destinations, you can't take Sun Country from LA anywhere else, which I think is funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like only, so they have one desk at LAX. Which is which is random. I'd love to discover the other options, but there's a in Terminal Five. There is all the single desks. It's very strange. <laughs> so you can go there and you can see like all these all these airlines that only have like one flight out of LAX, which we don't get to go to that often. Um, what's your number two? My number two would be Delta, one of the other major ones that you don't have on there. All right. Uh, mostly because they're probably the one I fly the most, second most. Yeah. Because my other airline credit card is through them. Oh, okay. Um, I flew them back from Australia. Oh, okay. And I fly them a lot around America to Washington to. Yeah. Because they're they're really competitive. Yeah. When the main ones, so they're slowly like trying to take over the yeah. airports. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. Pushing their way in, and they were partners with Alaska, and last year they they weren't partners anymore because. They were competing so much with Alaska and yeah. starting to add a lot more flights. And so it made it cheaper, too, because the 
airline fares were going down, down. So Delta and yeah. Alaska were like the two cheapest to some areas. Yeah. I just always have good service with them. Very yeah, friendly staff. I think I don't, I didn't list them because I've flown them so rarely and I have enjoyed it. But literally, I, I could tell you for a fact, I've, we flew them once in the last like five years, at least five or six years. Um, there's just never really, they just never actually have a route that I need. Cause that's what I kind of think kind of what it comes down for me is like, I just don't, you know, I don't fly to Detroit. They're, they're obviously yeah. they're Detroit. It's interesting because Minnesota is like a spot that they right, but have that, a lot of like layovers and stuff right. too. They, uh, MSP is one of their hubs, but after that I use the sun, I use sun country. So yeah. it's kind of like, a, so yeah, I don't, I don't connect through, um, on any kind of Delta routes. Yeah, nowhere I go, they connect really. If I do fly them, I'll, I'll spend more, less to go, like their major hub is Atlanta, which is where they're based. Right. So I flew Ontario to Detroit, to Atlanta, to LA to get back home so, to save money. Yeah, so Jessica's parents live, or I fly to the Atlanta airport to visit them, they live like two hours north of Atlanta. But we can now fly Southwest when Southwest acquired AirTran, because AirTran used to have LA to uh, Atlanta, hmm. um, and now it's direct. So we fly Southwest, which is coming yeah. up on my uh, on my list. Was that that was your number two? That was my number three. Okay, what was your what's your number two? Or sorry, yeah, Delta was my number. Delta two. was your number two. <laughs> Southwest was number three. Okay, my number two is Alaskan Airlines, and here I wanted to mention Virgin America because Virgin America used to have a route between LA and Newark, and uh, Alaskan acquired Virgin America two years ago now, and they ran it as a separate brand, but they're all together now. So I'm actually flying Alaskan coming up for our first time to Newark, and I'm excited to see how that goes. It'll probably just be a Virgin America plane. But um, Alaskan has just always been great. Uh, the, the service, the actual on-flight experience to me is the best. I, I, I think this matters. They have the best coffee and drink options. <laughs> like, the, like you know, all the free ones I'm saying are the best on Alaska uh, or Alaskan. Um, yeah, it's been around for a while. I think, it, like you said, it's just good. Uh, no, you haven't talked about them. It was, it's good uh, good customer service. You were saying that about Delta. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my number two. It's Alaskan with a shout-out to Virgin America. Virgin America was so fun when you could order food from your seat. Man, I, I ordered way more food than I ever would have, though, because I didn't have to, like, quickly order it when the lady passed by, and you could keep yeah. ordering through the flight. So, uh, but you said you said you were just on a flight, and they, don't, they took that away? Yeah, they... Um, Alaska didn't have it on there, and right. I think I read an article saying they were just going to get rid of it. Yeah, so I had read. Interesting, because I feel like for for like five or cross country, it's such a good idea. It was definitely a revenue thing for them, at least for me. Um, so that's my number two. Uh, so then, is your what's your number one? Alaska. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So you talk about it. Slash Virgin would be part of it, really, because right. yeah, I used yeah. to fly Virgin to yeah. Seattle on the East Coast. Right. They had really nice planes. They yeah, very friendly staff. In Alaska, it's the same way. I mean, I just flew them and said it, it was a Virgin plane. Right. The, the different lighting colors and staff are just really friendly. Um, they still have some of the features like the talking seat to seat, texting seat to seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I like about Alaska is I do have problems sometimes, but they would tip. They would take care of the problems like automatically for yeah. you without. Interesting. Because you'll complain to an airline, be like, oh, this happened, this happened. But with Alaska, every time something's happened, I automatically would get like a, a voucher of some sort. Right, so right. like flew back from Victoria, BC to LAX. The pilot didn't make it because he flew too many hours. So we got delayed like four hours, five hours. Yeah. 
and here you're like, okay, okay, I'll complain about this. Everyone's annoyed. I check my email and I automatically have a voucher that's double what I paid for. So oh, wow. Like, that's, that's incredible. And yeah. free drinks, donuts, and snacks and stuff in the terminal while you're waiting. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited that they, that I'll be hopefully flying them more because I think what's happened is they're trying to match United's prices on that, on the international flight, like you're saying, competition, which is really what we have to thank, I guess, capitalism for, for this great age of flying because it really is competition that's, that's helped both budget kind of budget airlines versus the big three, um, you know, has, it gives us, gives us this. And with, uh, with Alaskan now calling it Alaskan and not Virgin America flying to Newark, they're trying to really take, take that route, um, kind of take the LA, LA, New York route. Um, my number one is Southwest. I fly Southwest a lot for work. I, I like its uniqueness, but the biggest thing and really why it's changed is free bags with a baby. I have, I, I need as many bags as possible. So it, it's, it's changed that now my first thing I do is I look, if, if the three of us are gonna go somewhere, I look and see does Southwest fly there because it's just so nice to not have to, not have to worry about bags, so basically, or, and yeah. carry-ons, right? There's, I mean, you know, they have the limit on carry-ons, but they don't bust you like other airlines will, will make sure you have your carry-ons all stacked, you know, either like your purse is inside your, your bag that you have yeah. or whatever. Um, and yeah, just the customer service. I think they really have that message of the nicest people, yeah. right? And that r you can really feel that. They like to be funny. Yeah, they like to be funny, which even if they're not always funny, I'd rather that than, you know, just whatever. So yeah. it's a, uh, so yeah, that's my number one is, is Southwest. Uh, again, it's a different system, but I like that. I like that it's unique, you know, um, in that, you know, you're picking your seat. I, I enjoy that. Um, I'd say it makes it all makes boarding faster for Southwest. Yeah, it definitely feels people faster. are encouraged to check their bags. Right. So less people take them on the planes, so people get on and off faster. Right. right. So they have less delays for that. And, and then uh, it really helps in my business travel is there's actually no change fee. So every other airline has a standard change fee. Yeah. And man, it is so smart for them that they do that. They still they'll still change you if the actual flight costs more. Mm -hmm. So if you bought it way in advance, you kind of don't want to change because it'll be a couple hundred bucks to change it. But I, I sometimes have to fly like kind of last minute, and then you can change any time because the, 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 the flight was expensive in the first Alaska place. is similar. Mm -hmm. um, Alaska is cheaper than the other lands to change. Okay. Multiple times I changed it. It was a $25 oh, wow. flat fee. It, it makes sense. There's the time I flew, changed to get an earlier flight, 25 bucks. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then my flight got delayed, and it ended up leading, leaving later than the original flight when I was gonna go on. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, that's not cool. Can you reimburse me my $25? Like, oh, we can't unfortunately, but we can just give you a voucher instead. And I'm right. like, okay, because okay. that's more than $25. I'll take, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so to recap, uh, I've got my five were American, United, Sun Country, Alaskan, and Southwest. Your five? My five were United, American, Southwest, Delta, and Alaska. So big one we left off. I'm surprised is JetBlue. Neither of us let, left let, put got JetBlue on there. Have you have you flown JetBlue much or no? Once, and the problem is they don't have a lot of flight space for LAX for my destinations. Uh, right, right. The only one would be like to the East Coast, which I don't go to as often anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out of Long Beach. Oh, so I see. Seattle. Long Beach. You have to go to Long, Long Beach. Beach. Not worth it. Yeah. They'll be cheaper. Right. And they'll have free Wi-Fi. Yeah, which is nice. But. The drive to Long Beach isn't worth not it. worth not worth the eight dollars to buy Wi-Fi on the other flights or whatever. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I was thinking you, you were talking about vouchers. Our all-time voucher story was actually from when we were living in New Jersey. So and um, so I guess it's over eight years ago now. Um, 
uh, we ha got delayed. It was actually after, it was the week after Idlewild, and we were flying home Sunday night to make work for Monday, right? And the vouchers, they start, you know, they start trying to offer people to come off the flight because they've overbooked it, which overbooking must be down because I feel like that hasn't happened as much. Um, that those those how like you, you get there and all of a sudden it's like an auction to take a later flight. And, uh, I I think I seem to hear it like every other time I'm at the airport. Right. Or but but it'll be on the check in now. It used to be yeah. you get to the gate. Yeah. And, but when you check in, they'll say, oh, like this is this is overbooked. Will you take a hundred bucks or whatever? Yeah. But um, but this was. To, till tomorrow and we were going to miss work and we waited and waited until the the vouchers got to twelve hundred dollars each like wow <laughs> we were so surprised and that number was like we called our bosses like both of us and we're like i will make more money <laughs> you know like staying and taking this voucher than working tomorrow <laughs> so like i'm i just can't you know yeah. and so it was funny as we left i remember this feeling so much like i remember this exact we left the airline Left the LAX, and everyone was at the beach. We drove to the beach, and we were like, "Hey, everybody, we're back," and uh, and we're like, you know, twenty four hundred dollars richer, like together. It was like this is wild because we were gonna use it. Like it wasn't like money, money, but we yeah. knew we'd, we knew we'd use it again. Uh, so that was uh, that was pretty sweet. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other other uh, airline stories that were good. I guess. Yeah, I mean the most I've had is like five hundred dollars to catch the next flight. Yeah, it was a Delta. Did it's you just do like it? a two-hour difference? Oh here. man, yeah, well worth it. Yeah, and two hours. It's the same day. Yeah, why not? Yeah, as long as it's the same day. I mean, it's pretty pretty easy to be convinced, especially if it's going to be a, a flight and a half or whatever it is. Southwest. The other nice thing is because I, I've, I've I've been doing this. I basically you can book a flight and then you can change it or cancel it. Um, at any time and just keep the money on your Southwest account. So yeah. let's say I book a flight for work and you're not going to go. Well, it's nice that you don't lose the money. You can just cancel it and you just keep it as a credit. You can apply it later. So that's the hmm. nice thing. But basically what that, what that is, is an extension of no change fees, right? Yeah. Since there's no change fees, you could just constantly be changing a flight six weeks in advance or whatever and just kind of roll it out. So they just, so in a way it's like you have a free cancellation as long as you eventually fly with Southwest. So yeah. to me, that's a, Another big advantage. Cool. So yeah, that was the top five uh, airlines. I guess I'm gonna call. I'm just gonna call it airlines on the show and not domestic airlines. But that is what it is. Uh, all right. So let's go to what are you eating lately? Lately, my top go-to. I probably have it at least once a week. Routine lunch for work is pokey. Oh yeah. Um, see raw seafood bowl. It's like a few different scoops of seafood. Wow. Where's it at? Nice. Um, they're all over the place. There's one over in, there's a couple in Camarillo, like okay. a few minutes from each other. There's a good one in Simi. They're, they're really becoming popular out here. Yeah, yeah. Originally from Hawaii. Right. Which one, which, which, uh, um, what are your seafood choices usually? I'll just get like tuna, albacore, and salmon. Yeah. And a scoop of uh, imitation crab. And Dang, so add good. some like pineapple and mm. carrot. Yeah, no, I love pokey. There's a couple of pokey places by us at work and, uh, that's always a really good option. Um, yeah, they are everywhere. Which one have you been to in, in Simi? There's the... The one over at the mall yeah. over by... But, yeah, um, creation. Firehouse or, subs. Yeah, Pokestop. Yeah. Uh, which I think is funny. Like, how has Pokemon not sued them? I don't know. Um, there's a really good one on uh, 
by Red's Barbecue. It's actually right next to Red's. It's called Creation, which I think is a really corny name, but so there you go. There's our there's our hot pokey conversation for lo local Simi Valley culture. <laughs> yeah, pokey's delicious. Yeah. Um, what am I eating lately? I haven't eaten it yet, but I just found out today that Taco Bell launched a new item, which means I have to go get it. But I'm really petrified of this one, and I don't know. This might be the one that breaks me. It's the Rattlesnake Burrito. So the Rattlesnake Burrito is, because Taco Bell has fries right now, it's steak, fries, cheese, and jalapenos. Ooh. And it sounds like, like actual suicide for my system so we'll see like <laughs> we'll see if that or if that happens or when that happens but uh this would mean if i don't get the rattlesnake burrito i will have lost my title as having eaten everything on the taco bell menu so kind of nervous about it i've been thinking about, i've thought about it a couple times since i found that out uh, this afternoon so yeah we'll see um uh, we're going to do a parent corner because you have a cat what is your cat's name Cat's name is Mai Tai. Mai Tai, and what you said, and what does Mai Tai do? Um, it's a wild cat. So being a Siamese cat, they're just very, they're loud, they're hyper, always running around, uh -huh. climbing things, jumping on top of doors. Right. Um, does he try to surprise attack you? No. Okay. He thinks he's really sneaky, so he just kind of walks around, runs around, tries oh, okay. to be sneaky. But very friendly cat. So he doesn't like a little friendly attack, but okay. Interesting is he one who he listens to commands. Oh, okay, right. Like last night he's playing around or whatever. I'm like, hey, go go jump in your bed, go jump in the bed. I'm like, okay, lay down and just like chooses an angle and lays down. Wow. Sits for when he gets his treats at night and in the morning. You felt like the cat whisperer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I didn't know cats could do tricks. Do you ever? You know what? I don't know if I'm. I'm scared to ask you, but have you ever taken your cat on a walk? Do you have a cat leash? I myself haven't. I think my mom has. Oh, okay. Phew. I'll just... take him outside, but not on a leash. Yeah, a leash is a little much. The cat, the cat leash. Um, I Oh, here's my parent corner. Uh, this Sunday and last Sunday at church, uh, uh, Pippa has started singing with the hymns, which is basically the cutest thing ever. So the hymns start, and we start singing, and then she just starts going, uh... <laughs> So <laughs> just a single note. She'll like, but stop when we stop singing, and then, but then we start singing, start singing again. And it is, it's the best. It's the cutest thing ever. So yeah, my parent corners. I'm excited that she's singing. And then, so this afternoon, I was I was trying to play piano because I'm. What I do is I let her bang on the piano, and then I play, and then she bangs, and I play. And uh, uh, she, I, it's she was making noises, but I couldn't really verify if it was singing or not. But it would be pretty great if she just sang on, uh, on command. All right, uh, we're doing plugs. Do you have anything you want to shout out or plug? Shout out to Youth Conference California. You oh, should okay. register. Probably got about 65 registered so far. Dang. First week of July. We've been growing every year. So. And you're on that committee, right? I'm not. But oh, okay. You're I do gonna... a lot of Yeah, you do a lot of work. I need to do the website. Yeah. Great. Um, mine is birthday fundraisers on Facebook. So I just l was looking into this this afternoon because people will do these fun, you know, birthday fundraisers on Facebook. There are no fees for that, which I think is great. Huh. Like no fees on any end if it's, a, if it's for a nonprofit. 
that is so cool because it, it, that's the, been one of the struggles for me with a lot of these other sites is they usually, you usually lose a cut. Like it's been great to raise awareness and obviously I love people giving money, but now I'm saying everyone should do a birthday fundraiser on Facebook. Like even if you collect 40 bucks from someone else, like it, you know, you, you got someone to give away 40 bucks and no one was made richer, you know, like, like Facebook. So it's pretty cool that, uh, yeah. I think that's a pretty cool thing they're doing. Facebook can otherwise be really creepy sometimes, but I think it's pretty cool that they're doing that. Sweet, Justin. Well, thanks so much. This was uh, this was good. I'm glad we got the real specialists together, you know, the two of us, to figure out the, uh, the <laughs> ranking of airlines. Yeah, it was good to be here. <laughs> Have a good night. Thanks again to Justin. That was a blast. Here is Bill Clay. All right, Forrest, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. We uh, just had on Justin Reich to rank airlines. I actually haven't done that yet. I've had you on. You're, you're on first in the night, so this is uh, just because I think it matters for sports. This is March second, and uh, we are we're recording in the evenings at 7:40 on March second. Um, you have a hot take. What is your hot take? All right, my hot sports take is about the Lakers and their season that they're having, which is just glorious. <laughs> the Lakers yeah. over the summer signed the best player in my lifetime. Michael Jordan doesn't count for me because well, that's also I was, not true, no matter what you say. So, but go ahead. Okay, he pretty much is like the best player in every stat. But all right. So anyway, they signed the best player of my lifetime, and they have proceeded to fall below 500 at 30 and 33, and. Earlier at the start of the season, we had who I'm perceiving that you are about to say is the best is Kobe Bryant declaring mm-hmm. that the Lakers have a great strategy of all these guys they sign. They can, they can be the switchable team to compete with the Warriors. Well, to compete with the Warriors, you have to make the playoffs, which the Lakers have now fallen five games behind the Clippers, whose best player is, was, not because he's no longer with the team, was Tobias Harris. Now the team's best player is Neil Gallinari, and they continue to pull away from the Lakers somehow. It's unbelievable. But anyway, then we had Colin Coward get on the radio and declare that the Lakers are the second-best team in the West and that they were going to compete with the Warriors this year. And he even seemed to imply that he was going to pick the Lakers to beat the Warriors. This is back when the Warriors had a little bit of a slow start. So anyway, getting all the way around to my hot take is essentially – how I always define a player leaving his prime is not his numbers, because LeBron still has good numbers. It's when his team starts to not win. And LeBron's team is not winning at all, even though he's putting up good numbers. And some teams are speculating that he is not, he's a target on defense, which is also usually one of my precursors for, you know, you're falling apart a little bit is because, Right. He's not guarding the best players anymore like he used to. Well, he hasn't really done that for a few years. But yeah. anyway, my hot take is LeBron is declining, clearly, leaving his prime, and the Lakers are now stuck with an older player, and they're about to get Michael Jordan Wizard, Wizards right. player on their yeah. team, and that's fantastic for me. Okay. All right, now, a lot of thoughts. Here, I was, having, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mike, this morning about this, and it's bad. Let's—I want to review 
how bad it is. Basically, LeBron came back from an injury, and we beat the Celtics in an amazing game. That was on, I'm looking at my computer, um, February 7th, okay? Since then, we've only won, we're two and two and six, okay? So that yeah, is bad. And the losses are to, well, the, 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 the rough one, two games after that Celtics game, which was amazing, a 129-128 victory, was to the Hawks, who are actively tanking. Then we also lost to the Grizzlies, who are actively tanking. And then last night lost to the uh, Suns, who are actively tanking. And you forgot they lost to the Pelicans, who benched Anthony Davis for the whole Pelicans game. Pelicans, yeah, obviously terrible, right? And uh, now basically, this is your, your, your timing is pretty good. Because, yes, it's already a really tall order for them to make the playoffs. And does that even matter about making the playoffs? I think it just adds relevancy for next year because, obviously, they're not going to win the championship this year, which was, you know, what we would have wanted. Um, but the, the the next game, which is tomorrow, right, the Lakers play the Clippers. And yes. that and the Clippers are the best chance, the, the, the spot that they have to leapfrog the Kings anyways. The Clippers is the best spot that they're looking at in the playoffs, right? And so if they don't yeah. win tomorrow, then it is officially – it's already really, like I'm saying this, it's already done. Like, five, you know, four and a half, four and a half games out. With four and a half out from nine. the Spurs, five from right. the Clips. Okay, well, 19 – so four and a half from the spot, 19 games to go. They have to get – so they have to beat the Clippers tomorrow to have even a chance. And it's it's just so frustrating because here's the other thing. Here's the, the really scary thing is if they don't trade for Anthony Davis in the summer, which – is a significant if, but also I'm feeling better about it than I did after not getting him in the trade line, trade deadline. Like so, in the last two weeks, my feelings have gotten more positive that they will get him. If they don't, though, it is bad. Like the like the next five years could be really bad for for things for reasons you have given. LeBron is not looking good, uh, and the other options for you know like for big time free agents coming are not championship level like them plus LeBron equals a championship. No way. Um, and it, it has the very scary feelings of trading for Dwight Howard and Steve Nash in the same summer, right, which is 2011 or yeah. Yeah, 11. And that went awful. Like that was that was supposed to go so great. And then obviously his history it did not look good on that. And basically it was seven awful years after that until the hope of this one. But the you know so yes it's very I'm I'm definitely there's a very scary you know door where we're looking at some really bad you know irrelevant years until I don't know what until I don't know what the next plan would be after that because basically giving LeBron just, was, the, was the goal since 2014. It's so. unbelievable. LeBron took the Cavaliers, who some people I totally disagree with this. I'm not sure what you think, but some people said the Lakers are better than the Cavaliers last year. And he took that team to the finals. In the West, he can't even get in the playoffs. And I forgot one other thing. I had two things, actually. I came prepared for this. One, Danilo Gallinari, who's missed several games this year, not as much as LeBron, but it's it's reasonable, is somehow rated higher in fantasy basketball than LeBron. I don't know how – I don't – know how to explain that but like that's some slippage like lebron (laughs) it used to be whoever drafted lebron james in fantasy basketball won fantasy basketball league 
And then number two is just that LeBron activated playoff mode LeBron, which is epic. And then they lost to the Grizzlies, Pelicans, and Suns. <laughs> Not good. I'm telling you, it's not been good. Like it, like since we last talked about the NBA, it has really not been good. And they, I, I agree with you. There's a very, there's a very, very scary alternative to like literally because I think even even after Kobe, which you know the last few years of Kobe were rough, the uh, even after that, the, the plan was okay. We will we'll clear the decks and get get free agents, and we got LeBron right. So that plan was was successful. If that then fails because we don't ever get a second guy. Uh, or that you know, Anthony, like Anthony Davis, or you know, level, then it's it, there would be no nothing to sell to. There's no hope here, right? Because these guys are not. Yeah. Brandon Ingram is not. He's not bad. He's definitely not. Like I don't know. The real question, is, and I would wonder, what's your, what you, what's your opinion? Do you think Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, um, if any, uh, uh, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, ever make an All Star team? Ever. I think that I've well, you know, I know you said that the, you're encouraged about the Lakers' chances, and I think Ingram is starting to to play better, and I think he has a, a chance, I'd say. But I wouldn't put him into like the yearly All Star category guy, like right. Yeah, I guess the I guess guy. the better question is like making five, because I think like D'Angelo Russell, he made one, right? He was yeah, oh, man. Like talked about. It. Now we're getting nerdy, but I think it's worth it. these signings. Like these signings are the money that they could have. Hey, they could have just kept um, uh, what was the Russian guy? Gosh, he, he the, no, no, no. He came came from the Cavs. Oh. We signed him to a bunch of money, and we had to trade D'Angelo Russell and him to the Nets to get rid of his contract. Oh yeah, the center, um, Mozgov, Blake Griffin. Mozgov. On him. Waste, yes, we wasted all this money on Mozgov. That's the money that we could have just kept wasting on Mozgov for the meme team, right? For uh, like uh, Stevenson, and that's like that's what's so frustrating is like D'Angelo Russell is an All Star, um, and would be awesome this year with LeBron instead of uh, Stevenson, just like killing me. Yeah, because so, he can shoot. Right. It's okay. crazy. I I I can say last summer I was upset and I had I just had no hopes that the Lakers would miss. You know, like right. I just can't believe this is happening. And LeBron didn't miss a few games, like 17 or whatever, but still, you know, to play to play in eight straight yeah. finals yeah. and then switch conferences and not make the playoffs, it's not going to look good for him as well. Well, I'm happy this is working out for you. Maybe this is the most joy you'll ever have as a Clippers fan, <laughs> that we don't make the playoffs this year. Well, because I'm reserving my most joy for July when we sign Kawhi. Yeah. All right. Uh, my hot take is that MLS started last night, and I'm excited about it. I think for the first time, and this is a little nerdy, or what's happened uh, in between seasons is MLS actually sold or trans- lost by transfer in a way three of their best young players to European leagues, two to England and one to Germany. Uh, and that was exciting because it felt like MLS is actually being relevant internationally by um, – like seasoning young players and turning them into players that can actually fit in like world-class leagues. So and this year, more of that's going to happen. Actually, the Galaxy are, played their first game yesterday and won two to one. And a 16-year-old from East Los Angeles, his name's F. Uh, oh crap, I'm going to get it wrong. F. Rain Ramirez, I think. But that's not right. Um, uh, he assisted both goals, and he's 16 years old from East Los Angeles, and he's already. Um, 
like that, that's that's a good sign for the league that they're looking into actually youth development. Makes it more interesting. My question, what I wanted to do uh, for the hot sports take, I'm just saying MLS, you should pick a, pick a team and pay attention because I think this is it actually is a page turner that it's not just like a retirement league. That's what we're noted. That's what we're seeing here. So it's actually relevant. Um, what I wanted to do is see how many MLS teams you could name. <laughs> All right. So hold like, on, hold on. Are you giving me the city, or and I have to say the no. name, or no? Just total. How many do you think you can get? Um, I can get the LA Galaxy. Yep. There's a team. I don't know what their name is, but I know they're called LAFC. Yep, that's right. That's their whole name. Oh, it is. Uh-huh. They're they're uh, football club. They sponsor YouTube TV, so I have like. That's how I know who they are, because they're on YouTube TV. Um, there's a team in Kansas City, I think. Yep. Do you know the name? No idea what their name is. There's a team in Atlanta. I think that's a new team or something. People talk about them. Mm-hmm. Atlanta United. So you don't. And... You, only, you only know two names, really. LAFC and Galaxy. No, I know, I know one more name. There's a team in Portland called the Timbers. That's right, it's the Portland Timbers. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> don't. I, is there a team called uh, the Dynamo or something? Yeah, the Houston Dynamo. They've won the league a few times. Four out of twenty-four. The New York Red Bulls. Yep, New York Red Bulls five. Yes, they're named after an energy drink. Yep, it's their sponsor. So are they the Red Bulls then? Yeah, yeah, the New York Red Bulls. That's the name, New York Red Bulls. Yeah, but yeah, well, in, in MLS they sell their shirt sponsorships, right? So every team has like a shirt has a logo on it, just like all soccer actually around the world. And there's a team called the Crew. That's my my six. Where are they from? Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus, the Columbus crew. <laughs> That's pretty good. Six. Uh, I'll give that one to you. Six out of 24 uh, is, I guess, better than I thought. But So hopefully sounds my like goal... A, <laughs> maybe maybe like my goal for MLS... I took in, uh, in high school. <laughs> maybe my goal for, MLS, for the MLS season is just to give more of these on the hot takes and uh, so you can learn more team names. So my question for your hot take is you're excited to watch the MLS, but they took all the best players away. No, no, they're not the best players, but they are the most promising players. So it's kind of like actually D'Angelo Russell as an example. It'd be like losing D'Angelo Russell out of the NBA. It's not like the end of the world, but he's 22 and probably going to get better. So so it'd be like watching – it's essentially kind of like when we – Going to a Cal League baseball game or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, a, it's, a, it's a, they're they're acting like a AAA league, not just a retirement league, right? And if and another question is, there's a 16 year old playing, which is not allowed in any of the other leagues because you have to finish high school at least. So right. the MLS yeah. is not doing that. No, no, there's no minimums on any of that. So. Yeah, well, that's right. just crazy that a 16-year-old guy is out playing. And he's actually effective, yeah. That's fun. I yeah, think that's, that's really fun. 
Thanks All right. Much. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you.